All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Strongman Winter Circle podcast. I'm Nicholas Camby. This is episode 35 with today's guest, Kevin Ferris. Uh, for you guys that don't know, Mr. Kevin, uh, he's a four-time World Strongest Man competitor, made the finals back in 2020 where he took seventh in the world, and also has the world record in the nickel stone carry. But prior to that, and one thing that we're going to cover within this day's show, he was also you know, a great 105 kilo athlete. So back in 2017, he was the Arnold Amateur Strongman Champion. In 2016, he was the USS National Champion at 110 kilos or 242 pounds. And he was also the 2016 SCL World Champion at 105 kilos. So Kevin, welcome to the show. Good to have me, man. I'm, I'm excited. Let's do this. Excellent. Yeah, I appreciate you, of course, coming on. Um, but before we kind of get into kind of the nitty gritty of what we're talking about today, how are you feeling um, after the Shaw Classic? Uh, pretty, pretty beat up. Um, dude, when you, when you, uh, uh, so 2021 after the Shaw Classic, when JF was still competing, I was talking to JF after the show and he's like, he's like, Kevin, honestly, that's the heaviest show I've ever done. And to hear that from JF, you know, like, that, that's no joke but uh yeah shot classics no joke man it's it's heavy eight events um and yeah uh a little beat up but back 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 to training i've got uh i've got glasgow giants live glasgow coming up scotland and then i actually just got my rogue invitational so Ooh, the that's, rogue. Uh, that's the end of october so it's it's gonna be packed uh next shoot three months because yeah two weeks after that i got uh liverpool for the team team uk us so so you got three more shows lined up for the rest of the year yep yep that's the that's the plan so uh, awesome. stay healthy and stay strong so and then to mention of course you were mentioning about jf if you ever see any jf's contest that he throws he has a very very heavy contest there was a one of the guys that did the the Shaw open uh, to qualify to be on the pro stage the year after he's Canadian. I just started following him today, but he had a 460 pound farmer's walk for like 20. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Wes, I, I don't know his last name, Wes something. The strong man Moose he goes by. So maybe yep, I, don't yep, know if he, I don't know if he tunes in, but that was, that's quite heavy. I know JF throws a lot of heavy stuff in his contest for, so again, for him to say that is yeah, qu- quite a sounding. Now, what was the, during the shot classic, what was the the hardest event you think, or hardest the one to train for? Um, honestly, I would say that leg press. You know, it's not something I really throw into my training. I don't really feel like it has much carryover as far as like deadlift or squat or anything. It's it's. I mean, it works out your legs obviously, but I don't feel like there's any real benefit of transitioning into anything else. So that was a that was a tough one, but uh. I've got some strong legs, but honestly, that was probably the heaviest thing I've ever done. Ooh, that's, that's yeah, really cool. yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> you kind of get that. You, have you ever gotten that like tunnel vision when you lift something so heavy that it's just like you just go to a different place? The world is collapsing on you a little bit. That's, that's exactly how it was. All all six reps, man. It was just like okay, all right. Now, did you did you train a lot of like press leading up to? It? Is that the only thing you really? Um, I actually I did a lot of Hatfield uh squats um and i i did a little bit of leg press but our leg press was a little it it it's more meant for like a bigger guy um like 300 plus 400 um because it puts a lot of pressure on your lower back so it wasn't 
it wasn't very comfortable for me. I kind of had to sit off the seat, you know, a couple inches just to, just to get that pressure off my back. Um, but yeah, I trained it probably three or four times and whatever, man, let's see what we can do. <laughs> but of course it was, uh, ended up being kind of a great result. Um, but yeah, fun content, fun contest to watch. Um, but we were talking about a little bit in terms of the bulk of the show. So, um, in terms of the Strongman Winter Circle podcast, we have a lot of weight class athletes that tune in to the show. They're, they're constantly moving up uh, to the next class. So many of them want to hear about your transition from the 105 kilo class to the open class, including myself. Um, so let's let's kind of start um, at the beginning. So let's talk about kind of your start, especially in the 105 kilo days and give us a run through in terms of how you progress through the sport. I remember you pretty much got your pro card really early when you first started Strongman. Yeah, I think I only did, I think I did, yeah, California Strongest and a Reno show, and then I went straight to Nationals. Um, so those are the only two shows I did, and then I went to Nationals and got my pro card there. But, yeah, even before then. I pro card in your third contest? In my third contest, yeah. I, I actually, so I started training 2015. Um and I don't know if you know him, Van Hatfield. He mm-hmm. he's been in the sport for a long time, and he he kind of knows the ins and outs. And he's like, well, let's just let's get you used to all the implements. Let's not get you out on shows yet. Let's let's get you strong. Let's get you you know knowledgeable on everything, and then and then we'll toss you in with the wolves. You know, so it was uh it was a good it was a good thing that he did for me. You know, just kind of telling me like, hey, let's just let's let's hold off a little bit. Let's let's give you a couple months get used to things. He's like, I know you're strong, but let's, let's, let's dial everything in. So, so yeah, 2016, I think was my, actually end of 2015 was my first show in Reno. And then March of 16 was California's. And then that was my qualifier for nationals and then went off to, went off to nationals. So, um, yeah, after that, I went to, uh, USS in Louisville um and got my invite to or I won that got my invite to Finland's which was which was weird because it was um Strongman Corp and uh USS USS uh they have different weight classes so honestly I was still I was still 231 um just because I couldn't gain weight but uh I was still 231, but did the 242 class um, yeah, and ended up winning that. And then uh, two months later, I went to Finland, um, had a good outing there, uh, won the show by, I think, 15 points. It was a it was a it was a good show. Um, came back and then went to the Arnold's. So uh, won that. And then after that, I was just kind of like, you know, like even though I can't gain weight, let's just, let's give it a shot. So I did, I did a qualifier for SEL. Um, and that was my first, first heavyweight show and first international show. And you took, you took, I was taking a look back. He took second, he took a yeah, couple times, right? Yeah, I took second. Uh, that was in Serbia. And then I got invited to um, Curacao and took second there. And that kind of just kind of set me up like, because I went into the show when I think 245, 250. And uh, yeah, I was like, maybe I, you know, maybe there is something here. You know, SEL, SEL is kind of like a fun, like a fun show. Like it's not like a, 
and I hope nobody hears me say that, but like, it's, uh, it's, it's not a very prestigious, um, I guess, uh, corporation. It's, it's, uh, obviously they have heavy stuff, but it's nothing like world's strongest man. It's nothing like Shaw. It's a little more like kind of like the grassroots when it comes to like European competitions for heavyweights, right? A lot of the first guys get their shots at SEL and then they kind of move on, but they do so many different countries and they get even more into like Eastern Europe as well. So it's, it's a good way to get those guys some, some attention and some um, exposure. And then they decided to kind of move on to the, the bigger shows. Yeah. But you know, and then a lot of people were there, like uh, uh, Belsack was still there. Um, a lot of the top guys are still there. So, you know, those, those are the guys that I was competing against, you know, if, if I, if I can hold my own with them, then what's to say I can't hold my own against the rest of the crew. So that was kind of a, a an eye opener for me. Like, Hey, like, even though you're not, as heavy as them you can still you can still hold hold your own you know so uh i ended up doing osg that same year i think that was that's the first time i met you uh at 2018 yeah 2017 i was there 2017 and 2018 so i want to say you 2017 is when you uh you podium behind trey Yep. Yep. So yeah, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm in this sport for, for good. I, I really enjoy this sport. I love the sport. I love the, 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 the environment. So um, I was like, let's, let's see how far we can go. So I saw the opportunity for OSG. And then if podium, you go to giants live um, North America uh, ended up podium there. And then I got my insight to world. So that's, that's the whole that's the whole thing right there. So, you, so you're mentioning a little bit about kind of your weight. So, cutting to 105 wasn't, wasn't wasn't really too much of an issue. That wasn't like a driving factor in terms of moving up a class. No, not at all. I I actually and I, and I wrestled. I wrestled for uh, nine years of my life. You know, so so cutting weight wasn't really uh, wasn't really hard for me. But really, the only I think I only I had to cut for Finland, and it was like four pounds. So nothing crazy, but, uh, yeah. Now, um, now in terms of just more like initial mo- motivations, term of moving up, it was really just get, getting a taste, knowing that you were among the guys and just seeing, just like you said, seeing how far you can go with it. Yeah. Just, just confidence. Honestly, you know, there's three things I go by is confidence, consistency, and staying humble. You know, those are the three things that I stick by in this sport because I, you, everyone needs that, you know, everyone's going to get humbled. Everyone's going to get, if you're not consistent with your training, then, then things are going to fall apart. And and if you're not believing in yourself, then what's the point in doing this sport, you know, cause I, I got a lot of buddies that I train with and, and I see them questioning, you know, if they can do something, I'm like, you're failing already, you know, like it, you gotta, you gotta change your mindset. Like, no, we can do this, you know? And I, they used to make fun of me because like I would get down for like a heavy deadlift or whatever. And uh, I would kind of talk to myself, you know, I'd, you know, I'd talk myself up or whatever, whether it was like a whisper, or, like out loud or whatever, but that made a switch for me, you know, just, just the confidence and telling myself, Hey, you can lift this. You can do this. I I always say that before you can uh, go out and beat others, you got to beat yourself. Right. So, exactly. so, um, so you're, since 2017 is kind of when you started doing the SCL shows, you did the, you did the giants live qualifier. 
Um, so how's, how has your weight progressed year by year until now? It's, it's slow. <laughs> Dude, it doesn't matter how much I eat. It doesn't matter how much protein I take in. Um, cause I went on a diet. I went on a diet for an entire year and ate a, a pint of Ben and Jerry's every single night. Didn't gain a pound. Didn't, didn't gain one single pound. So I'm just, I think now that I'm getting older, I think it's going to start, you know, sticking, sticking to the bone, but, uh, um, I'm sitting around 280, 285 right now. And, and I feel really good there because I, I actually, and I don't know what I did, but I, I was actually at 295 at one point, but it just, I felt sluggish and everything hurt, you know, my knees, my knees couldn't keep up with it. And I, I think, you know, partially because it, I put it on so quick that my body just wasn't used to the weight, but, uh, I feel really good around 285, 280. So everyone's like, well, you're going to get over 300. And I'm like, well, if I could, maybe, but I don't, I think it's just going to slow me down. You know, but my, my best events are moving events. So if it's going to inhibit those, then we're not, we're not going to take the chance. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Now, now, what would you? So, of course, you went through that that weight gain, doing a pint of Ben and Jerry's every night. Now, what would you recommend now if someone was doing that same transition that you did? So, bulking up to from a hundred five kilo, bulking up to the open class. What would you recommend? What kind of uh, diet plan would you put them on? Well, so I was eating everything, man. I was, I, I mean, takeout, drive through. I was eating everything, and it was dirty, and it and it did help with training, obviously. You know, energy. It was it, energy wise, but but now that I'm getting older, uh, I see that food is is a it's a performance. So it's a performance inhibitor, I guess. So whatever you're putting in your body, you're you're looking to get something out of it. So I'm, I, I eat pretty clean now. Um, I'll have my cheat meals, you know, right before training, um, and right before comps. But for the most part, I'm, you know, it's beef, uh, chicken thighs, rice, potatoes. It's pretty clean food now. Four, four or five times a day or more. Yeah. I, I, I look to get at least, at least five to six in. Um, and they're good. They're good sized portions. It's nothing crazy. I don't like to. I don't like to gorge myself to the point where I'm laying on the couch the rest of the day or in between meals. But um, I love my cheesecake, though. My cheesecake that that's an every night thing. Because mm. um, that's what the pro body coach recommends, right? Is that is that is that he is he your coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's and he's man, he is super intelligent, man. Just just really dialing it in, and and not every not every diet's the same either, and that's and that's the thing. Like his questionnaire was, I mean, it was <laughs> it was pretty long, you know, asking all the questions when I'm eating, when you know, what time I'm going to bed, how much rest I'm getting, uh, how long training sessions are, everything. It comes down to the to the to the pinpoint on things. So, um, I think he's dialed me in pretty good. I, I, I got him right before worlds about two months out of worlds. And that's, so I love this year. Yeah. And that's honestly the best I've felt going into a show. Um, just energy wise, not that cloudiness. Um, and really, yeah, yeah. Just all around just felt really good. My mind was there. Uh, 
and even 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 when I was competing, like if I got done with an event, like I wasn't uh, I wasn't gassed, you know, like I was huffing and puffing, but it wasn't like, you know, I need to go lay down and catch my breath. It was we're gonna we'll just walk it off and we'll be good. So he's uh he's one of the best. Yeah, I I've, I've, be, I've been uh, bringing him up in some of the other prop podcasts and. And my mistake, you get for the listeners that have been tuning in, I've been calling him the probability coach, which is another, it was actually another guy, but the pro body coach is who I was referring to. Yeah. Um, so, so of course we're talking about kind of how your weight has progressed, but how's, how's your, how's programming changed from moving up to open? Um, is it, has it, was there a big dramatic shift or was there, or did he really have to restart in terms of what's, was it, what you're strong in, what you're weak in and what's the contest that's in front of you? Um, so I would say recovery is a lot more than I train. Um, as far as like, uh, I've got a, I've got a, uh, a, uh, a sauna at home, um, red light sauna at home. And I actually have a, a ice bath coming on the way. Um, but I've got a, I've got a water trough. I take ice baths. I'm, I'm, I get massages every week, you know, just, just, you know, my body is, my body is everything in this sport. So if my body's breaking down, then we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna get too far. So staying on that, you know, and, and I, when I was at 105s, like I didn't, I wasn't tending to recovery as much as I should have. And maybe it's because I was younger and I wasn't getting as beat up. I could recover faster, but the older I'm getting, I'm realizing that that's really important. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, what, what, now do you like the, the infrared sauna? Is that what you have? Yep. Got an infrared sauna. And honestly, oh dude, night and day difference. I'll, I'll come home from training, sit in it for around 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, and I mean, I'm hitting it. Uh, I try to hit it about four to five times a week. You know, and it's not long periods of time. They, they, I've been doing a lot of research on it, and they say the longer you, the longer you go, you're not going to get as much benefit. So they're saying between thirty and forty five is is the best. But you know, I'm getting better good night's sleep. I'm waking up not as sore, and then yeah, I, my body's just feeling really good. It feels like it feels like I'm getting repaired faster. So now, do you like it better than a traditional, like, uh, like dry sauna with like the with the stones? Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, the infrared um, is what's really, really doing doing the work because um, it, it doesn't get too hot. You know, with the stone ones, you can get them up to you know one seventy, one eighty. Um, this this sits at about one one thirty, one forty. So it's not. I mean, it's hot, but it's. Uh, it's a comfortable hot, but, uh, I, dude, I've seen a lot of, a lot of good, uh, good things from it. So, and then are you, and then you said, are you investing in a cold plunge? Is that what you're, you're getting? Yes. Uh, I was, uh, I was talking to this guy. He, uh, he, he's out from the UK. Um, the bathtub guy, he, uh, or the cold tub guy, he, uh, he shipped two out to Shaw classic and they, and they look like the industrial, like, um, uh, old like I wouldn't say whiskey barrel, but they're all wood, and then in mm. the, the center, it's got it's got your your uh, ceramic or your plastic in, insert. But it's got 
he's got an AC unit that's hooked straight to it. So you don't have to deal with the ice. You know, I bought a, I bought a deep freezer just so I could hold so much ice. <laughs> now I don't have to do that. So it's, it stays cold all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, that's a good plan. I'm always a big proponent of ice bath, but personally, I'm in an apartment, so I don't have an ice bath. So once I get, I've been, we've been, of course, searching for houses. So that's going to be, be one of my first investments. Um, so we talked, so you mentioned a little bit about recovery and then you're thinking a little more in terms of program. Now, were you like, for instance, were you ever like a conjugate type of programmer or like linear progression? Um and then has like for instance, I know of course you you talk about had to take care of your body more often, but did you have to train less because you're going more intense throughout the week compared to 105? Yeah, so it's about. I mean, if I've got a if I've got a pretty good contest coming up that's got more than five events, um, I I usually have to throw in a fourth day, but I'm trying to stick to three days, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to. I like to superset a lot of things just so I'm getting a lot of cardio in as well. Obviously my main lifts, I, I really dedicate the time to, but uh, as far as my accessories and everything after that, it, it, uh, yeah, I, I, I've done the conjugate. I've done, I've done a lot of things. Um, the best thing that worked for me for, for deadlift was, was my five, three, one. Um, that, that, that shot my deadlift up pretty quick. Um, and then, yeah, I, I work with Terry Rady, and he's he's gotten my my overhead pretty good too. So everything's everything's dialing in. I just got to get that yoke, that those heavy super yokes down, and and I'll be pretty real, well rounded. Well, uh, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Mitchell Hooper. He gives he gives a lot of his credit on his yoke when it comes to his heavy squats and his running days. So, but you're you're a pretty heavy squatter, uh, from, yeah. For what I've seen, yeah, I would say yeah, my squats better than than everything right now so better than my deadlift squats for some reason i don't know maybe it's just my setup maybe it's i don't know the the way my body's built but yeah my squats are have always been really good i I think it's only i think just only a matter of time i feel like yoke is one of those things is just just time under tension and the more you do it the better you get as long as you can stay healthy of course that's exactly. that's always the that's always a big key um so we talked about a few different aspects about like of course the recovery eating a lot of food and all but um actually this is kind of like a fan question but out of all the items that we discussed uh what aspects were the most difficult or most challenging when moving up to a weight class um i would say I would say getting the meals in that that was the hardest part. You know, I, I feel like at one Oh five, I wasn't eating as much. Um, but as soon as I started moving up and hitting bigger weights, I could feel my body kind of breaking down. Um, so adding, adding meals, you know, it's, it's eating for a purpose. It's not eating for taste. So, so, I mean, dude, I was, there, there was a time I was doing chicken shakes, you know, blending up chicken breasts and, adding chocolate protein and, 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 uh, peanut butter and a banana and just no, no kidneys or livers or anything. No, no, no. (laughs) But yeah. So I would say, yeah, I'd say eating was the hardest thing and it still is, you know, it's, it's challenging, especially, you know, I work, I work, I have a full-time job and doing construction. So it's, it's even harder getting meals in, um, when I want to. Um, but it's it's getting better it's getting better and i think that's i I think that's age as well i think that's the reason why i can kind of 
my metabolism my metabolism is super quick but uh I'm getting more hungry, so that's good. Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, any of the listeners have seen some pictures of Kevin without a shirt off, but he's a Jack two, 285, so <laughs> something that, of course, a lot of guys would would strive to achieve. Um, so nowadays, um, of course, you went your route back in 2017 to move up to the heavyweight class, but like, what contests and shows would you recommend? I know you've been to World, Giants Live, now going to the Rogue competed at the Arnold but like if there was any shows to really focus on especially for someone moving up what would you recommend uh I honestly I would say OSG OSG was and I and I questioned it too if it was a good route because I had you know I had a lot of shows coming up the following year that I kind of didn't want to burn myself out I, I only like to do between four and five shows a year there was one year I did about seven shows and I towards the end of the year i was i was toast like why am i even doing this but uh yeah i'd say osg is probably the best route as far as a heavyweight wanting to go up and and compete uh internationally and competing at a bigger level all right so osg it is um man now, um, so we got a lot of kind of fan questions, um, a lot of it about how you train grip um, leading into these shows. Um, I imagine, of course, you talked about wrestling. Uh, I personally was a wrestler, so I feel like just wrestling, all the collar tying, all the, all, of course, the wrist rolling all really gets your grip going. Um, so you, I imagine you n- initially had a great background foundation um, for having a grip. But um, but usually, how do you train grip nowadays in terms of some of these heavy shows? I know we've seen you do 200, 200 kilo farmer's walks in each Uh, hand honestly i would do i would for the most part like anything where i have to use straps i usually start out to the point where i can't hold it anymore so for like deadlift i'm not throwing straps in until i'm about 600 pounds um just just to work that grip out as well you know um farmers carries i'll sit and hold after runs um one of the best things though and i haven't done it for a while just because i feel like if you work if you work grip out too hard it kind of kind of has the the opposite effect mm. um, it starts kind of hindering at least for me and, I, and i've and i've heard this from a few guys but um really dedicating time to grip uh I wouldn't train it too much um, during your training sessions. Um, actually, I talked to Ode Haugen. We uh, we did a judging out in um, Sacramento at a show, and I was just kind of picking his brain because he's got one of the best grips in the world, you know. Even and he as was, you know, 70 years old, still got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was saying, and I've and I've been doing it just just because why not? You know, a lot of people neglect the thumb. They think it's just your fingers. Um, they don't really throw in that thumb, which the thumb is honestly a big muscle for the hand, at least. Um, so he was saying a shot put, holding a shot put in your hand mm. and just holding it, you know, while you're watching TV or while you're driving, you know, a, a decent size, you know, 15 or, or a 20 pounder and just holding it while you're while you're driving because you're really working that that thumb out as well so that's one of them but even in my wrestling days uh i don't know if you guys ever did the sand trick oh the sand was great it just i always i got we got more recommended sand when we're recovering from like wrist injuries that was like the first thing we go to was grabbing the sand 
yeah, yeah, rolling rolling the wrist and opening and closing in the the hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so doing the shot put, that's a that's a good one. I think I'm something that I made corporate. I've seen like of course like Brian Shaw, he he always would talk about grabbing the blobs, which is almost like very similar to very similar. Shot yeah. put. But yeah. but of course that's a great tip. Um there was also um a question in terms of um Hercules hold advice for training and competing. <sighs> You know, I never, I've never thrown in actually the first time I ever did hook grip. Um, so I didn't even do, I didn't even do hook grip for the nickel stones. Um, and then I, I questioned if I was going to do it for, cause I just haven't trained it enough, but I, I, I questioned it when I did the Denny stones at the record breakers, um, for rogue. Um, that was actually the first time I ever did hook grip. So, um, yeah, I just I think that I think that it uh I think Hercules hold is just more can you endure the pain. I don't necessarily think it's a lot of grip cuz I don't when I when I'm picking, you know, when I'm picking off heavy farmers or a frame or something, I'm not focusing on grip. Um and I and I tell everyone that I train with, don't focus on grip because that's the first mm-hmm. thing it's going to go once you start to focus on that. Focus on your steps, focus on anything else but that. Um, because once you put your mind there, that kind of not, now you're really, now you're focusing on it. You're, you're worried about, Oh, well, this finger's slipping or this finger's slipping. So with Hercules hold, yeah, it's just kind of a, did you, did you replicate it in the gym? The, the, the actual, the, like, like a setup, like a Hercules hold setup. Did you replicate it at oh, all? No, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out a way without, without building something, you know, but, uh, so I just, I just held farmers really I held a heavy frame or a heavy farmers and just, you know, really worked on that, on that, that pulling down, even though it's from the side, um, it's still working similar muscles. So yeah, Hercules is, a it's, it's, it's a, a positioning thing as well, mm-hmm. you know, kind of everyone kind of goes straight out instead of kind of bringing your hands in just a little bit or bringing your chest in just a little bit. Not, not like almost like a chest fly, but like almost similar to that. Cause it takes the, it takes the pressure off your, off the top of your traps and off your lats a little bit. Hmm. So. No, no, that, that's, that's a pretty good tip. Um, and then there was a, another grip question uh, is, have you ever, had to tra- have you ever had to train through tendonitis pain in the farm? Um, I was having some issues in the elbow. Um, the best thing that helped me, and, and I think that it was a, you know, there's not a lot of things that help with that, um, but it all ties in with your bicep tendon as well. So what I was doing, and, and I would put on a, I put on like a figure eight or or something that would just hold my wrist where I wasn't I wasn't gripping down, and I would just do holds like off the bar. And just let it really stretch out all all behind and all here and and into your bicep. That's the best thing that worked for for anything tendonitis wise or or like a bicep strain. Like I I used to get a lot of pain right up in Is that the, in, the tennis elbow. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and I couldn't figure anything. I couldn't figure out a re or way to get that to go away unless I got a deep tissue massage until I started doing those holds. So. 
it's just things you pick up here and there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so some pretty good tips. Um, so we've got, again, we got, again, a little bit of a kind of like a slew of uh, kind of fan questions. Someone was asking what your favorite comp day food was. Steak and potatoes. So is, is that the night before? Yeah. Yeah. I usually do that or a, or a big burger or I'm not really a pizza guy. I feel very sluggish when I do pizza. Um, but yeah, fries, fries, a burger or, or steak and potatoes. That's my, that's always been my go-to. We, we had, we had Terry, Terry Rady on, uh, on a nutrition podcast and he said steak and potatoes is the go, go to for night before. So that's a, that's a great answer. Um, so we were talking a little bit about, of course, kind of your rise in the sport and all, but, um, and a question I like to ask a lot of my guests is kind of, when did you realize your potential in the sport? So like, was there a defining moment that you knew that you could make it to world's strongest man? You knew that you could really come out and dominate these grip events. Was there, a, or just when you knew that you're here to stay into in the top, top of the, top of the scene? Honestly, I, I, again, I would say OSG because, you know, you had, you had Trey, you had Spencer Rimmick, you had the Hodge, Hodge boys. Yeah. Um, it was, dude, it was, it was stacked that year with a lot of good guys. And, uh, um, I would say, yeah, I'd say that was the, that was kind of the point where like, Hey, I, I think I can do this. I think I can hang with these guys. You know, I think, I think it would be a really good, really good thing to try out you know it pushes me um because i i kind of got in this sport and obviously like i'm having fun but i don't want it to just be fun i want to see where i can go with it what my potential is how far i can go um because i put a lot of time into it you know i put i i got i got kids i got a wife i got you know family i got a lot of things going on and that's time away from them as well so when I go to the gym, that's, that's, we, we're getting after it and, and it's for a purpose. It's not just, well, I need to get out of the house or, you know, I need to get away from the kids. I need to get away from the screaming. So. But. Uh, yeah. That was, that was say that was kind of great, great answer. Um, and of course, another good, um, another good question. Um, and I asked this the other day, even at the highest levels, what's the overlooked aspect of strongman? Um, I had a guest recently say it was like patience. I always say it's athleticism, but what's, what's usually overlooked aspect when it comes to strongman? Um, dude, I would say, I would say it's kind of both, both of those, um, patience. A lot of guys want it now, you know, and it, and, and when you're pushing, you're pushing so hard for something, that's when things start, you know, falling apart. I, I feel like there's there's a fine line on how far you can push yourself in training. Uh, uh, comp's different because you're in a different mindset. But as far as training, you, know, you, you got to play things smart a little bit. You got to make goals, make goals, and and uh, listen to your body. I would say that's the biggest. A lot of these a lot of these guys they push themselves so hard. You know, with these injuries, you're not gonna lose you're not going to lose strength overnight. You're not going to lose the strength in two weeks. So if you need to rest for a little bit, rest, because if not, you're going to be out for six months or longer. So yeah, that's my two cents. I think I always say it's hard to be strong when you're, when you're injured. Um, but when to the key of the patients, it's, it's of course, I was talking to when we had Martins, 
Ode, Ode used to hold them back and wouldn't let them to compete at the LA Fix Expo, which is Ode's big show every year, just because Martins wasn't ready. He wanted to have Martins do it when he was ready. So it sounds like, of course, you had, um, you had Hatfield, tra- uh, of course, looking after you when you first started, right? Was it, was it Hatfield? Yeah, yeah, Van Hatfield, yep. Um, so he was kind of looking at, after you. So it sounds like he kind of did a similar thing, um, in terms of, of course, waiting to do these contests once you're ready. But I imagine, I always say, get these guys, like, especially early on, get these kids to compete. Like, it's always great to get a lot of competition, but there's also the aspect where myself, Martins, you as well, we're all wrestlers. So we must have, I think at some point we got a lot of like match experience. Sometimes you're wrestling 40, 50 times in a season. So yep. I feel like just getting those competitions, getting those matches under your belt really kind of helps you kind of get into that exposure theory. Um, kind of get a lot of exposure when it comes to sweating, competing, putting all your, putting up, putting out, putting yourself on the line. Well, I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like strongman's a lot like wrestling. And I've had this question asked multiple times, you know, because you have, you have your team, your team, uh, your team sports. I played football, I played baseball, but you're counting on your team. Obviously there's an individual aspect on that, but someone's not doing their job. Then you could lose that game because of it. Um, With wrestling, it's you and another guy. So if you're losing, that's, that's on you, which, I feel is the same with strongman. Um, if you're not strong, or you're not strong enough to lift that, whose 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 fault is that? It's it's your fault. So I I, you know, when I got out of when I got out of my high school days and I and I went to college and and did that. Um, once that came to an end, it was kind of like, well, now what? What what's going to push me now? You know, I tried the bodybuilding thing and just it didn't work. I, I didn't like the, I didn't like the environment and, and the dieting and everything, but um, yeah, it's, I, I feel like strawman was, is just like wrestling as, as far as, as far as that goes. I was in the same boat. I had a, at my bodybuilding coach I started with introduced me to strongman. And I said, screw bodybuilding. I'm going, I'm going to strongman. So I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we got the same thing. So uh, another fun question I like to ask um now, a lot of times you're, you're setting up for these events, especially in training. Um, you had to load all your weight. You got to rack all rack your own weights. But would it be better to load and rack your own weights, or have someone help you, like a like a strong man caddy that put everything away? So, like in the long run, in terms of someone's development, do you think it's better to load and rack your own weights, or have a strong man caddy? Uh, I would say, I would say. Um... I would say a strong man caddy. Yeah. I mean, I, I train with a bunch of guys and they, and do they, they're amazing. I don't think that I would be where I am without them, to be honest. I think that, uh, I think that they push me and, and set me up too. You know, when I got big comps coming up, they, they definitely, they step up and they're, and they're there, you know, pushing me away from putting weights on or, you know, so it's, it's, it's a really good environment and they're, they're definitely, definitely part of my success. So yeah, I see like guys like the Vanilla Gorilla, another of course a thousand pound puller. He he's pretty strong. That must be a great influence in the gym. Oh, dude, yeah. When Van was back in his day, when we, when we first started, it was me, him, um, me, him, Jordan, and Willie, and it, us four together. Man, it was obviously I'm stronger now, but back then being being at middleweight and being that strong it was was because I was keeping up with them and 
and I felt, and I didn't want to be left in the dust. So having that crew push me and, and having a really good crew that, you know, knows when I need to step away, knows when I'm fatiguing, knows when things just look weird or, or positionings off or, you know, call me out and, and tell me, Hey, let's take a step back. So I think, yeah. I, I, do you train with, do you train with guys? Do you train oh, with- I, I, so I have a, I have a crew at TPS. I have a crew at Titan Barbell. I don't know if you remember Eric Dawson, but Eric Dawson is the head okay. of Titan Barbell. So usually that's my weekend spot. I do a lot of stuff on at TPS, but yeah, it just, we have a great community in the Northeast. And then if you go, there's gyms. If you go up North, I'm only like an hour and a half from lighting, lightning fitness, 45 minutes away from, um, top strength project was, is, uh, Steve trips place. So there's a, I have a many different crews that I can always rely to, but we have a nice community up here in the Northeast and especially in the, in the, in the Boston area. Yeah, um, if you don't have something, at least one of those gyms is going to have it. Exactly. Yeah. So I do, I do a little traveling, uh, especially closer to, uh, game time, but it's always great. I always say, especially when I go to these different gyms and just one little tidbit, I, I think it's almost like a competition experience by going to these different gyms and going full effort in somewhere, in somewhere that's not familiar, which is almost going to give you a different feel, a different aspect to, of course, in that overall, being an overall strong man, being able to, again, perform in unfamiliar places. Um, you like and- to see where, you like to see where everyone else is at, you know, as far as, as far as their training goes too, you know, like, Cause I went and trained with Brian and we had a great session, but I was like, Holy crap, dude, do you, are you really this like intense the entire, like every single training session? Cause like we did this, uh, we did this, it's called, it's, he calls it the back attack and it's a, uh, he does, it's, it's a GHR it's rope pull throughs. And then he's got a, one of those banded things where you, uh, the, the pad goes on the, on your mid back mm-hmm. and you extend, you extend backwards on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen that. Is that a West side <laughs> machine? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Pretty much like that. So you did, you did all three of those, uh, three sets of 15 and then went into deadlifts. My back has never been that pumped ever. I was walking sideways, like had to <laughs> find a position where it just would stop being pumped. But <clears throat> to go right into deadlifts after that he's like i was just like so he does so interesting so um i did watch that i, I did watch that series so i watched that and also the podcast you guys had with we had with brian uh but you did all that volume or all that work right before deadlifts right before deadlifts i was like i feel like you're screwing with me dude i feel like you're trying to <laughs> burn me out or something but no uh steve foshin was there and and he's like no this is this is every day but really i and, and i kind of threw it into my own training because um it really starts firing everything you know for deadlifts um because i i usually do some mobility stuff and then go straight into deadlifts which uh doing the back attack before i actually actually was pretty close to pring i pulled a 915 on that last pull with the chains on there and like it felt effortless, you know, whereas if I did that at home with just the mobility work, I don't think that I would have. Interesting. So is that your new routine? Yeah, I've been throwing it in and it's, it's seems to be working, firing the guts up. So. And then the last question about Brian from nine to 10 uh, or from one through 10, 10 being the most intense, how, how hard was his training? Uh, I would say, I would say close to an eight. It was, it was, it was pretty good. He did, we did a shoulder, shoulder routine too. And 
I'm not a bodybuilder, but I look like a bodybuilder after because I was my whole entire, I, you could see every vein in my shoulders for after we got done. And, and I was, you guys worked out what, six to eight weeks before Worlds? Yeah. Yeah. So that was March. That was mid-March and we, yeah, Worlds was in May. So a little, a little longer than that. Wow. He's in that intense stuff throughout. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but Brian, yeah, great character. I know he's taking a little bit of a break, but it would be exciting to see if he can get a little stronger and see if he can pull off one more big win. Um, but for you, Kevin, when things are all said and done, what are you looking to achieve in the sport of strongman? Um, you know, just I, I love helping people out. I love, you know, people that are less fortunate as far as um the size the height you know i feel like a lot of a, a lot of more people can relate to me than say a brian say a hawthorne say a, you know these bigger guys because i'm closer in that you know in that range of 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 weight um so just showing guys that like you can do it you can you can move up you can you know and i i've I've kind of come after you, you know, like, dude, how many more, how many more shows are you going to win at 105? Well, come on. Just we'll come we'll see. They could potentially be numbered, but we, <laughs> we'll see after this year. I, I just, I think you should, I think you should do an open show and just see, see where you sit, man. Cause it's, I really think you got really big potential in it. So. Thank you. But, but if you want to do me a favor, next time you see Colin Bryce, just be like, Colin, get Nick into these shows. <laughs> yeah just yell at him and tell him it's he has to be in here yeah i think that uh you know i think you're making a big big name for 105s too you know just seeing seeing these back-to-back wins and 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 yeah i feel like 105s is a lot stronger now than I, when i was in it i feel like it's kind of it's finally getting some recognition people are finally getting paid you know and and Anthony's doing a great job with it too. So I feel like one Oh fives is starting to get, you know, recognized women are starting to get recognized. Um, so I'm excited to see where it goes. Cause yeah, when I started out, I, it wasn't, it wasn't as big as it got. It, it is now. Well, there's, there's the, there's I, the, I was going to say the, I remember when you were competing, when you started coming up and we were like, who's this Kevin guy? Is he, is he, is he, a, is he a come to ASM and all? And then I was thinking, I'm like, well, good thing you didn't come to ASM because you probably would have whipped my butt. And I, I've already been doing the sport for like four or five years. Um, but yeah, back then the, the big dog was kind of like Sean DeMarina. So I always w- would have been interested to see you and Sean go head to head. Um, but of course that was kind of towards Sean's, uh, kind of his, towards his end, his kind of competitive career. Um, but right now for everybody that's listening, there is, this is the most opportunity in strongman there has ever been. So make sure to utilize it. And of course, there's all these different federations, um, that you can compete in. Um, I know we talked about, you mentioned earlier about the different competitions that you have lined up. You have the rogue, you have Glasgow giants live Glasgow, you have the team world comp. Um, so how's your, what's your training, um, lined up in terms of rogue? Do you know the events yet? Or are you just going to? I know the events and they're good events, man. They're really good events. I think they're really, uh, they're really going to be tied to me. It's a lot of cardio events, a lot of moving events. Um, so a little different than last year, a little bit different. There's, there's, uh, we're obviously doing that stone, stone load and the yoke to, uh, log again. Um, but it'll be an elevated deadlift and there's another pressing event, but they're not sure what it's going to be yet. Um, 
but I've got a Husafelt for Husafelt race and a sandbag to arm over arm. So mm, into that, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I imagine probably a span of two days again. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not totally sure yet because I heard three, but I heard two as well. So we'll see. We'll see how it lays out. But great events. It might be two, 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 or it might be three and three. So we'll see. Okay, all right. And then the Glasgow events came out. Were you, what did you think about those? Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good thing. I need to get my hands on some uh, some uh, um, power stairs. Uh, yet to I've yet to really actually I've never had power stairs in an event yet so I'm uh, I'm making some implements right now it is a, it is unusual like if you get a rogue power pin that's probably the best way to kind of start with but if yeah if you have if you know anybody that's uh, that can wield you um a, a pair of those I think that would be probably the way to go yeah I got some I got some eight inch pipe and I got a buddy that's gonna weld some stuff up for me so I got to get some weights to shove in there some 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 lead or something but. Yeah, yeah, so that's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, dumbbell for reps will be a good one. Uh, deadlift, deadlift's heavy for axle. It's 800 pounds. Um, what else we got? We got the uh, anchor to chain drag and the nickel stones. So. Oh, excellent. Well, yeah. Make sure you get so, of course, it could be a great contest. Make sure to follow Kevin on Instagram. He also has a YouTube, so follow his training, follow his journey to all these contests. Um, any sponsors that you want to shout out, Kevin? Uh, SBD for sure. They uh, they have been by my side since uh, gosh, since I started. So, yeah, shout out to SBD. And I'm actually launching uh, my own little brand, um, it's pound for pound. Um, Ooh. I'll show you a little sneak peek. I should be uh, launching it here in the next two weeks, but uh, you can see that. Oh, that's very cool. So, pound for pound. Just kind of oh, yeah. throw, throw some merch out there, you know, kind of kind of repping the, the pound for pound guys. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do some programming and some other things on there as well. So right, well, should... oh, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. Uh, it should be fun, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to you know start something up and kind of just give back. I'm gonna do a lot of uh, charity events and some fundraising things as well. So, kind of give back to the community that 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 helped me out. So, absolutely. But yeah, yeah. Make sure to check that. Check all those things out. Um, Kevin, you've been you've been a great inspiration, especially to myself. So I look forward to hopefully knock on wood one day, maybe compete alongside with you. But um, again, I appreciate for you coming on, and you have the last word for today's podcast. Thanks for having me on. It was a uh, it was a good conversation. I hope uh, the listeners got something out of it. I I think that uh, you know if you're questioning coming up, you know at a lower class, don't hesitate. Let's do it. Just do it, boys.